Heidi, hi, and welcome to Travelling Symphony Movie Club. This is our third week, and this is the preview podcast for The Imitation Game, which is our first community pick movie. My name is John, and this is Katie. Hi, everyone. And we are very much looking forward to this Friday for what is a more controversial pick than we might have originally thought. There are lots of Alan Turing experts out there, not all of whom agree with or love the film. Which could be a very interesting topic of conversation for our companion podcast. But before we get to that, here is a clip of the film. Congratulations. My warmest welcome to His Majesty's service. If you speak a word of what I'm about to show you, you will be executed for high treason. You will lie to your friends, your family, and everyone you meet about what it is you really do. And what is it that we're really doing? We're going to break an unbreakable Nazi code and win the war. Oh. Well, as it's our first community pick for the Travelling Symphony, we thought we would talk to the person who nominated the film, Philippa Lawley Barrett, one of our friends, and she has some really interesting points to make on the film. It kind of hit home quite a lot in terms of uh, my family background. So my popper worked in the SOE. He was in the Special Operations Executive. So he actually worked in uh, communications for Morse code during the war. So he had a very similar very top secret role, which is source of why I loved the film. He didn't work at Bletchley. They wouldn't have known about Bletchley and the people at Bletchley wouldn't have known about his unit and what he was doing. He was in charge of all the communications uh, sent via Morse code. Uh, so sending messages to spies in France and Holland and then receiving them, them back. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my papa did something like this. I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but it kind of really um, hit home a lot for me seeing all that stuff going on in the background and you know it was top top secret um you would be court-martialed if you said anything about what you did where you did we've got the original contract he signed which is really cool and really interesting and I obviously assume they all had the same thing none of them were recognized for it and it was long after Alan Turing was dead that anybody really knew the significance of his contribution to the war effort and the contribution of everyone who worked in there. And not only that, but obviously Turing got criminalised, for want of a better word, and treated very inhumanely by the criminal justice system. Yeah, that for me struck a chord. And I remember being really quite upset when that credit came up and, you know, it said that, you know, he wasn't recognised for anything for years and years and years. That, I mean, that's awful. <laughs> it's really rubbish. Yeah, it's always a horrible thought as well when you know how much that film has resonated with people and when you know how much all of us who have watched it and heard that story really appreciate those people, to think, well, most of them don't know this. Most of them are dead now. Most of them yeah. died with absolutely no recognition whatsoever, which is really sad. In terms of the, the sexuality and persecution thing, whether or not the, the facts of the film correlate with the facts of Alan Turing's story, that it, it's more painting a general picture of the way that gay people were persecuted from uh, 20th century all the way up until very, very recently. There's a, a massive LGBT community, and even if you're not a part of that, everyone knows somebody who is, or is friends with somebody is, or has family that is. You know, it's, it is so normal nowadays, and it's perfectly acceptable and widely accepted that it's really then heartbreaking to be reminded of the times where it really wasn't and how badly those people were treated. It's a brilliant film. I think it's very, you know, it's very cleverly done and 
it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat quite a lot thinking are they going to do it and all of those things but the fact that it tackles very key relevant subjects at the same time makes it quite a political film as well rather than just you know a Hollywood thrilling blockbuster my favorite films are some people's worst nightmares but my favorite films are when you get to the end and you don't really know how you feel because it hasn't really given you a proper ending necessarily a bit like Inception I love Inception's ending um, because it sparks a conversation and for me a film is excellent if it sparks conversation at the end and this particular film obviously does that So one of the things that we didn't perhaps anticipate when we saw that this film had been nominated and chosen was quite how much of a discussion is around the historical accuracy and whether or not it is fully representative of Alan Turing both as a man and a mathematician and his overall contribution to the war effort. It's similar to the discussion we were having with Sanjeev last week where he was saying he believes the role of film is to tell a story and pique your interest into a certain subject and then it's on you to realise as a viewer that this is not a documentary, it's not going to be 100% historically accurate but if you are interested in it then you can maybe read around it and find out more which is kind of what we've done this week. And there were definitely a few things that we wanted to learn more about from the film. As with any film like this, where a group of people do something extraordinary, you always want to know, did that bit happen like that? Was there really that eureka moment? Or was there really that argument? If there's something really dramatic that happens, you think, oh, was that true? Or was that just the kind of, you know, Hollywood story aspect of it? What we found was when we've, contacted you know people to ask to speak to them about the film they have not been as receptive as we would have thought because they just don't like the film at all as you said so that's really interesting it's definitely an interesting point and an interesting topic of conversation which could say well where is the balance to be found between entertainment and presenting a story, the themes of which are designed to create empathy for the characters and to create more awareness of a certain situation, for example, the persecution of the gay community by the UK, and how much is it incumbent on a film to present a story accurately in order to remain faithful to what actually happened? Because let's be honest, most people are gonna watch the film, assume that that was the true representation of events and believe that going forwards. And I can see that for the people who are the real Alan Turing experts, the experts on this particular story, that that would be particularly frustrating for them. But from our perspective, what we want to do in the Companion podcast is actually really uncover a lot of that for our listeners. So if you have just watched the film and if you have got these questions, what we're going to try and do is find out a little bit more about what was historically accurate and what wasn't. But then also it would be nice to have that, as you say, a further discussion around it. So yeah, I think there'll be some really interesting points to cover on this one. Well, we're, as we're saying, we're really looking forward to both uh, watching the film with you guys on Friday night. Don't forget the Instagram live is at 7.45 on our account at TS Movie Club. We'll then be hosting a live text chat on our Discord channel, the link of which you'll find on our website on travelingsymphony.com slash join. And then we'll have our post-film discussion also back on Instagram Live on at TS Movie Club. So make sure you join us on Friday night for what should be a really, really interesting conversation. And if you 
have watched the film before and you are an Alan Turing fan or you do have um, any questions, do send them in to us because we're going to be looking into this over the next few days and hopefully we will find a guest who will be very knowledgeable on the subject to talk this through with. Terrific. Okay, well that just about wraps up our Alan Turing and imitation game chat. However, due to popular demand, the parish notices section has been retained for this week and Katie will now lead us through our community's parish notices, all the things that have been happening through our isolated lives over the last seven days. Thank you very much, John. My piece of paper here. So I'll just run through the parish notices of the week. This from Sarah, heating still broken, temporary fix heats upstairs only. That's a real shame. That is a real shame. I actually have a bit of further information on the heating situation in Sarah's house. That is upstairs sweltering, downstairs freezing, cloud on the stairs. That is a poor, poor situation to be in. <laughs> okay, next parish notice. Dan and Alex, one division four championship on FIFA. So hopefully we'll find out how they get on now that they've three. been yeah, in Division 3. So that's a big promotion there for Dan and Alex. Up. Big step up. Can they handle the pressure? We'll, we'll find out. And I think this is my personal favourite. Dave's nan, Ruth, couldn't get two bags of sugar. It's okay. I only needed one. <laughs> <laughs> that is tip-top parish noticing. So if any of you guys have any parish notices, then make sure you sling them over in our Instagram DMs or you can email hi at travelingsymphony.com. We always want to know what you guys are up to. doesn't matter how big or small the news. And I believe, Katie, you have a notice of your own. I'm not sure if this falls under parish notice. If we were to create another, another further subsection of the podcast, I would maybe file this under intriguing things that I have found in mum's office when we're recording. It's a very specific section. Yeah, it is very specific, but you know. I found this kind of post-it note. Obviously mum, you know, as most people do, they must have little notes and little thoughts that they just jot down for themselves in their office. But this one is particularly interesting because the it's salted for... pork is particularly <laughs> good. If I have to hear that quote one more time. <laughs> Oh, but it's just four words. And the four words are... <laughs> Sorry. The four words are... Shower King... <laughs> Sorry. Give another run at it. There's another run at it. Okay. Shower King... Horse Shower. <laughs> That's Shower King in red. Underneath in black... Horse, shower, full stop, underline. So that raises a lot of questions. So the note was presumably written on two separate occasions because there's two different colours of pen. Could have been, yep. Who is the shower king? And why does Angie need a horse shower? These are all things that we can tag on to our imitation game investigations this week because I've got a lot of time for this post-it note. Yeah, we, we might even post a photo of the post-it note up on our stories but Angie, if you're listening, please get in touch on the Instagram Live to explain who the Shower King is and what the horse shower mm -hmm. is about. Urgent update needed. Okay, that's about it for our Imitation Game Preview podcast. As I said, make sure you join us for the Instagram Live at 
on Friday night at TS Movie Club, and we look forward to seeing you all there. Bye 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 b